You found a podcast where you'll hear the truth And we will praise Jesus' name We stand for the Bible and won't back down from it Although it don't bring much fame Some folks will like it, some will try to deny it But God's word will always stand true It's been tried in the fire, still good in this hour Hello folks, welcome to the Pod King Podcast Bible Study I'm your co-host, Donald King and I'm the host of the Pod King podcast, Donnie King. And we're joined in the studio today by a couple of helpers. I'm Wanda King and Shana Wilson. Today is a special episode number 10, Friday, December the 31st, Ruth, a new beginning for the new year. On this podcast, we studied the Bible according to how it was written and the original languages, Greek and Hebrew, and how it was translated into English in the King James Version. In our last episode, we saw that the Levitical priesthood is weak and unprofitable to help us. We know that the law made nothing perfect, but Jesus brought us a better hope that does make things perfect. Jesus is our high priest, confirmed by God through an oath, which is better than the other priests who were made so by men. We saw that Jesus guarantees us our hope by a better testament. The priesthood of Christ is unchangeable priesthood, which is how he can still help us as we enter 2022. In today's episode, we wanted to do something that would help us think in terms of a new year. And what better way to do this than to take a portion of Scripture that speaks of someone getting a new start? We chose the book of Ruth for this. Not only did Ruth get a new beginning, but so did Naomi as well. We did the whole book of Ruth as an audio adaptation similar to our last Christmas episode. At the end, we tied together some of the thoughts and themes of the book of Ruth. We hope you enjoy this great Bible study. We're excited about this that we're doing today. We got some pretty good reviews off of our Christmas episode that we did, and we really enjoyed doing that. And while we have my sister in, we decided to record another podcast with her, and my mom's going to help out with us today. And then, of course, me and my dad will be a part of it. It'll be going kind of scripted, but yet it's the Bible script. So we're sticking to the scripture, and then we're going to do a little bit of teaching at the end and just going to have a good time and hopefully be able to encourage someone who is in need during this time of the year. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech. And the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Malon and Chilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. They took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other Ruth. And they dwelled there about ten years. And Malon and Chilion died. Also, both of them and the women were left of her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people and giving them bread. Ruth, Orpah, I have heard there is bread in Bethlehem again. I feel that I must leave Moab and go back to where I belong. Wherefore, she went forth out of the place where she was, and her two daughters-in-laws with her, and they went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, 
Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you, as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that ye may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. <laughs> and they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters. Why will ye go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb, that they may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. And if I should say, I have hope, if I should have a husband also tonight, and should also bear sons, would ye tarry for them till they are grown? Would ye stay for them for having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. And they lifted up their voice and wept again. <laughs> but Ruth clave unto her, and she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law has gone back into her people and into her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go, and where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. When she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. So they two went until they came to Bethlehem. And it came to pass, when they were come to Bethlehem, that all the city was moved about them. And they said, Is this Naomi? And she said unto them, Call me not Naomi, call me Mara. For the Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord had brought me home again empty. Why then call me Naomi, seeing the Lord had testified against me, and the Almighty hath afflicted me? So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her, which returned out of the country of Moab. And they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of barley harvest. And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth, of the family of Imlech. And his name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabitess said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him, in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And her hat was to light on a part of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was of the kindred of Imlech. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. Then said Boaz unto his servant that was set over the reapers, Whose damsel is this? And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, It is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath continued even from the morning until now, that she tarried a little in the house. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go thou after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art athirst, go unto the vessels, and drink of that which the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, and bowed herself to the ground, and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes? that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger. And Boaz answered and said unto her, 
it hath fully been showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother, and the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knewest not heretofore. The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. Then she said, Let me find favor in thy sight, my Lord, for that thou hast comforted me, and for that thou hast spoken friendly unto thine handmaid, though I be not like unto one of thine handmaidens. And Boaz said unto her, At mealtime come thou hither, and eat of the bread, and dip thy morsel in the vinegar. And she sat beside the reapers, and he reached her parched corn. Here, take some of this. And she did eat, and was sufficed, and left. And when she was risen up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and reproach her not. And let fall also some of the handfuls of purpose for her, and leave them, that she may glean them, and rebuke her not. So she gleaned in the field until even, and beat out that she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. And she took it up, and went into the city, and her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned, and she brought forth, and gave to her that she had reserved after she had sufficed. And her mother-in-law said unto her, Where hast thou gleaned today? And where wroughtest thou? Blessed be he that did take knowledge of thee. And she shewed her mother-in-law with whom she had wrought, and said, The man's name with whom I wrought today is Boaz. And Naomi said unto her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord, who hath not left off his kindness to the living and to the dead. And Naomi said unto her, The man is near of kin unto us, one of our next kinsmen. And Ruth the Moabitess said, He said unto me also, Thou shalt keep fast by my young men until they have ended all my harvest. And Naomi said unto Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter. Thou go out with his maidens, that they meet thee not in any other field. So she kept fast by the maidens of Boaz to glean unto the end of barley harvest and of wheat harvest, and dwelt with her mother-in-law. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said unto her, My daughter, shall I not seek rest for thee, that it may be well with thee? And now is not Boaz of our kindred, with whose maidens thou wast? He went with barley tonight in the threshing floor. Wash thyself therefore, and anoint thee, and put thy raiment upon thee, and get thee down to the floor. But make not thyself known unto the man until he shall have done eating and drinking. And it shall be, when he lieth down, that thou shalt mark the place where he shall lie, and thou shalt go in and uncover his feet, and lay thee down, and he will tell thee what thou shalt do. And she said unto her, All that thou sayest unto me, I will do. And she went down unto the floor, and did according to all that her mother-in-law bade her. And when Boaz had eaten and drunk, and his heart was merry, he went to lie down, at the end of the heap of corn. And she came softly and uncovered his feet and laid her down. And it came to pass at midnight that the man was afraid and turned himself. And behold, a woman lay at his feet. And he said, Who art thou? And she answered, I am Ruth, thine handmaid. Spread therefore thy skirt over thine handmaid, for thou art a near kinsman. And he said, Blessed be thou of the Lord, my daughter, for thou hast shewed more kindness in the latter end than at the beginning. Inasmuch as thou followest not young men, whether poor or rich, and now, my daughter, fear not, I will do to thee all that thou requirest, for all the city of my people doth know thee that thou art a virtuous woman. And now it is true that I am thy near kinsman, howbeit there is a kinsman nearer than I. 
Tarry this night, and it shall be in the morning, that if he will perform unto thee the part of a kinsman, well, let him do the kinsman's part. But if he will not do the part of a kinsman to thee, then will I do the part of a kinsman to thee, as the Lord liveth, lie down until the morning. And she lay at his feet until the morning, and she rose up before one could know another, and he said, Let it not be known that a woman came into the floor. Also, he said, Bring the veil that thou hast upon thee, and hold it. And when she had held it, he measured six measures of barley and laid it on her, and she went into the city. When she came to her mother-in-law, she said, Who art thou, my daughter? And she told her all that the man had done to her, and she said, These six measures of barley gave he me, for he said to me, Go not empty unto thy mother-in-law. Then said she, Sit still, my daughter, until thou know how the matter will fall. For the man will not be in rest until we have finished the thing this day. Then went Boaz up to the gate and set him down there. And behold, the kinsman of whom Boaz spake came by unto whom he said, Ho, such a one, turn aside, sit down here. And he turned aside and sat down. And he took ten men of the elders of the city and said, Sit ye down here. And they sat down. And he said unto the kinsman, Naomi, that is come again out of the country of Moab, selleth the partial of land, which was our brother Elimelech's. And I thought to advertise thee, saying, Buy it before the inhabitants and before the elders of my people. If thou wilt redeem it, redeem it. But if thou wilt not redeem it, then tell me that I may know, for there is none to redeem it beside thee, and I am after thee. And he said, I will redeem it. Then said Boaz, what day thou buyest the field of the hand of Naomi, thou must buy it also of Ruth the Moabitess, the wife of the dead, to raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance. And the kinsman said, I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I mar mine own inheritance. Redeem thou my right to thyself, for I cannot redeem it. Now this was the manner in former time in Israel concerning redeeming and concerning changing. For to confirm all things, a man plucked off his shoe and gave it to his neighbor. This was a testimony in Israel. Therefore the kinsman said unto Boaz, Buy it for thee. So he drew off his shoe, and Boaz said unto the elders and unto all the people, Ye are witnesses this day that I have bought all that was Elimelech's and all that was Chilean's and Malan's of the hand of Naomi. Moreover, Ruth the Moabitess, the wife of Malan, have I purchased to be my wife, to raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance, that the name of the dead be not cut off from among his brethren and from the gate of his place. Ye are witnesses this day. And all the people that were in the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses. The Lord make the woman that is coming to thine house like Rachel and like Leah, which too did build the house of Israel. And do thou worthily in Ephratah, and be famous in Bethlehem, and let thy house be like the house of Phares, whom Tamar bare unto Judah, of the seed of which the Lord shall give thee of this young woman. So Boaz took Ruth, and she was his wife. And when he went into her, the Lord gave her conception, and she bare a son. And the women said unto Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, which hath not left thee this day without a kinsman, that his name may be famous in Israel, and he shall be unto thee a restorer of thy life, and a nourisher of thy own age. For thy daughter-in-law which loveth thee, which is better to thee than seven sons, hath borne him. And Naomi took the child, and laid it in her bosom, and became nurse unto it. And the women, her neighbors, gave it a name, saying, There is a son born to Naomi. And they called his name, Obed. He is the father of Jesse, 
the father of David. Now these are the generations of Phares. Phares begat Hezron, and Hezron begat Ram, and Ram begat Amenadad, and Amenadad begat Nashon, and Nashon begat Salmon, and Salmon begat Boaz, and Boaz begat Obed, and Obed begat Jesse, and Jesse begat David. And that is the 85 verses that make up the book of Ruth right there. What do you see in this story that has to do with the new beginning? Well, I think there's a lot within this story that you can see a new beginning, a new start, starting over, however you want to term it. I chose new beginning because to me, the reasoning behind it is we're entering into a new year and it seems like new things, new beginnings, all of that seems to take a special precedence around this time of the year. In the book of Ruth, I find many new beginnings. The first is when Elimelech decides to move to Moab after living in Israel his whole life. This new beginning didn't work out so well for him. Think about it this way. One famine, two weddings, and three funerals later, we find Naomi in need of a new beginning again. She's lost everything that she ever had. She lost her husband. Her two sons now are dead, and she's living in a strange land. We know very little about Ruth other than the fact that she lived in a country that was under a curse by God and that she was not worthy to enter the congregation of the Lord. Deuteronomy 23 and 3 says, An Ammonite or Moabite shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord. Even to their tenth generation shall they not enter into the congregation of the Lord forever. There was a curse upon the land of Moab and the land of Ammon. We also know that she got married, but it appears that she lost her husband before they could have any children. What we do know is that she did gain a special relationship with her mother-in-law. Now, the Bible paints Naomi in what I would say is not a perfect light. It seemed like it points out several of her flaws, but there was evidently something about Naomi and the way she served God that appealed unto Ruth. Ruth and Naomi had suffered great loss, but we read of how these two strong women bravely made their way into a new beginning. Naomi simply went back home, but things were much different than they were before. She had lost her husband and both of her boys, and that means that she had no inheritance left back home. All the land in Israel, when it was doled out, it was given to the men. There's only one case of it being given to five sisters in the Old Testament. The rest of the time, all land passing and all inheritance goes to the men. When those men die, the land would go on to their next of kin. If they had a brother, it went to their brother. If they didn't, it went to their son. If it, they didn't have a son, it'd go to their nephew or to their uncle and on and on, cousins and different things like that. So it would go to the next of kin, which would also have to be a male relative. Naomi risked a lot going back home. Ruth risked her very existence by going with her. She really had nothing going for her. Number one, she was a woman. Women were counted a whole lot less than a man back in those days. Ruth had no husband. She didn't have any sons. She was an outcast. She was a Gentile. She was not an Israelite. There's so many things that was against Ruth that it just seems very unlikely that she would ever be able to make it in the land that she was going. There was a command that we read right there in Deuteronomy 23 and 3 that God himself barred one such as Ruth from even entering the tabernacle of God, the congregation of the Lord. Things look pretty bleak to begin with, but as everybody who reads this book can tell, God was with these two women. He was the one who was directing their paths, and he was the one making a way for them where there certainly seemed not to be a way. I felt like today that there might be somebody listening to this podcast that's needing to hear these kind of things. Maybe you feel like your life's at a dead end right now. Maybe you feel like you've tried and failed too often to keep going on. 
I believe there may even be somebody listening today who strongly felt that they need a new beginning. There may be some listening that feel like they need a new beginning, but it seems like life has turned against you and everything's gone south in a hurry. Well, I want to tell you that the same God who got involved in Ruth and Naomi's situation is just as involved in your situation as well. Allow me to continue with the storyline here for just a moment. Ruth and Naomi needed food to survive for the time being. And since Naomi was obviously an older woman, Ruth goes out to find some work for their food. She just so happens to stop at the field of Boaz. Boaz just so happened to be a near kinsman to Elimelech. Boaz just happened to take a liking to Ruth. Boaz just so happened to feel sorry for her. Now, I'd like to say this. Authors of romance novels have tried to put together love stories that would grab the hearts of their readers, and none have quite mastered a story as beautiful as this one, in my opinion. Their food issue has now been taken care of since Ruth is working in his field, but they're living on borrowed time in Elimelech's old home place. You know why? Because since his death, it was needing to be passed on to the next of kin. Naomi is a wise older woman, and since she has perceived that Boaz likes Ruth, she concocts a plan for Ruth to enact. It was a daring and risky plan, albeit, but we know they pulled it off flawlessly. Boaz told Ruth that he would be her goel, or near kinsman. Now, that means the one that will step in and be the redeemer for that person. He did tell her, he said, but there's one other person that's a little closer than I am. Boaz takes Ruth's case, and he advocates for her. And in the end, he does take Ruth to him as his wife. Guess what? That new beginning that they embarked on turned out wonderful for them. Now Ruth and Naomi have no more fears of losing everything. Boaz fought for Ruth against one who was nearer to her, and he did so in front of 10 witnesses, the Bible said. This whole story is a picture of what Christ did for us. He was willing to redeem us, but guess what? There was one who was a little closer to us, and that was the devil. Jesus advocated on our behalf. He defeated the devil for the right to have us, and he did so in front of 10 witnesses, the Ten Commandments, if you will. Now, we don't have to fear about our future any longer. When you have Jesus Christ, he is your new beginning when you need one. If he can give Ruth and Naomi a new beginning, he can give you one as well today. Why don't you turn all of your worries and your problems and your troubles over to Jesus right now? The Bible tells us in 1 Peter 5 and 7 to cast your cares upon the Lord, for he cares for you. It doesn't matter who reads that verse. It becomes personal to you at that very moment. When I read it, it tells me to cast my care upon the Lord, for he cares for me. When you read it, he said, cast your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Yeah, that's right. Jesus cares for you, and he cares about your situation that you're facing right now today. Friends, let me welcome you today. If you don't know the Lord, turn your life over to him and let Jesus do a work in your life. You won't regret it. And remember, if you have any Bible questions that you'd like answered, drop us an email at dkministries1977 at yahoo.com. That's dkministries, M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-S, 1977 at yahoo.com. For today, I want to thank my wife, Miss Wanda King. I'm glad to be here. And I want to thank my daughter, Miss Shana Wilson. Thank you. I enjoy being here. And always our host. It's a pleasure to come to you and teach the Word of God and enjoy the gospel with you. We have certainly enjoyed being with you today, sharing God's Word. And until the next time we come on the air. 
May God bless you all. Happy New Year. Lord, I just want to do it right the first time. There might not be another chance for me. I want to lay down weights that beset me so I can keep my soul feeling free. I'll gladly bear the reproach, Lord, for the gospel's sake. Where I go, you've already been there, cause I'm walking in Jesus' name. Well, I'm walking in Jesus' name, I'm going where he bid to go. I'm dressing and talking like he wants me to, he's a keeper of my soul. I have learned to lean on Jesus and cast on him my ever concern. I'm looking for a home in glory where no sorrow.